Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth. For the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Potterburn. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pegnata, here with you guys as always. And today, we are coming at you live after our trip to ACC Media Days. It is me, it is Josh, and uh, buddy, we just got out of the Weston in Charlotte, Carolina there. Today, on the final day, they spoke uh, actually to kick off the morning on the podium they close down the day on the ACC network. We've got some TV watching to do later on tonight, possibly, with uh, w- with the all-access show on ACC network. So it's a big day for Tar Heel football. Uh, first of all, you know, what did you think? For, first experience for you, by the way, out there at ACC Media Day. So, uh what uh what 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 was your uh, favorite part of the experience tonight? Uh the biggest my, my favorite part was just remembering how many fans I made when I was out there for basketball last October. Had, Not one person knew who you were. You know, had someone come up and give me a hand uh, a, a delivered a hand message to me. Uh, that actually did happen. Yes. You know, I got to meet my my guy, one of my favorite guys in the business and the industry, Josh Graham, who told me multiple times that I'm awesome. So it was great finally being recognized for how how good I am at what I do. He's he's never going to hear the end of that, is he? You know, like the biggest thing that I took away is as as someone that that, that loves college football like I do, um, but the last couple years because my, my, my love for baseball has grown, I've definitely waited to get ready for football season. That hasn't been the same this year. Two weeks ago, I was I was I was ready. I'm ready for football to get here. Um, today only took that to a different level because there was hype when you know Carolina opened preseason top ten and 
Sam Howell was a Heisman Trophy hopeful and and, and, and stuff like that. This was different because, like you said, Carolina started to start of the day, they ended the day because you've got another Heisman hopeful of Drake May, who's going to be a top three NFL draft pick come next spring. Um, there's there's optimism that this defense is going to be what it what it on talent it should be, and there's a good chance we could see Carolina back where they start the season, which is in Charlotte, competing for another ACC championship. So. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, and it, it took the excitement level to another to, to another degree because uh, week one can't get here fast enough. Yeah, I, I love going out there every year. I think it's a great event. I, I think they've done a really good job. Uh, you know, this year was a little different, no doubt about it. But I think you know, honestly, it seemed like a lot of the guys were a little more relaxed because they weren't under as much pressure of trying to run around everywhere because you've got seven different teams that are there uh, as opposed to just four or five as there were today. First day there were four, the next two days there were five. Uh, so I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was outstanding. A um, couple of things that I, I took away right away. Um, first, you know, Mac Brown looks phenomenal. Like and and that may sound weird, <laughs> but what but what I'm saying is go and ahead we, and clarify. We both noticed this while we were out there, and this is a credit. I know there is a next to zero percent chance that Mac Brown is hearing this, but Mac, uh, congratulations on the weight loss. Seriously, you look outstanding, Coach. That I mean, it, it looked honestly, it, you could not tell that was the same. That was the same guy. It just by like it, he looked outstanding, um, and and you know honestly I thought you know looking at him when he was walking through Radio Row I, I thought he he looked like he was genuinely having a pretty good time out there and and that's what you want to see from the head coach of the Tar Heels especially you know with everything that's been going on with NIL and the transfer portal the fact that he he is getting up there in age it, it could be easy to get frustrated with things that are going on uh, but I thought he, he he looked good and he looked happy to be out there. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I did see a picture. I think it was Andrew Jones who put it up on his Facebook where Mac was sitting up when they were doing their their, their big room media session, and he looked he looked kind of grumpy. He looked kind of miserable. I think that was just a bad photo. At the I think at, they caught him off guard. You know, yeah, at, you know, at, at at a wrong time because I mean, we saw him up close, walked by our set a handful of times. I noticed he, he patted me on the back at one point. I noticed him and I have the same, or I have the same pair of Jordans that he wore today to media day. Um, uh, so him and I have great taste humble in shoes. Brag. Um, but yeah, no, for the first time really since. Really, since the Virginia Tech game, Sam Howell's junior year, it looked like he was happy. Because if you go back to that opener, and not that coaches ever look happy when they're losing, but you go back to, and I still got like the the meme on my phone. Mac Brown went viral for how he looked while his team lost its season opening game, um, because he was just genuinely not having a good time. And this is a guy that we've been rather critical for how much he's complained. Here recently, whether it's about the schedule, NIL, the transfer portal, whatever it is, but today it was like that wasn't on the forefront. He was there to talk about his team that he's genuinely excited about, that we're excited about, and uh, it was refreshing because for a guy that doesn't want to quit, it's hard to believe you still want to do this whenever you don't look like you're having fun doing it. 
Today, Mac Brown, for the first time, I think, in three years, was enjoying himself getting ready for this upcoming season. Well, one of the other things that he said that I think was probably the most noteworthy thing from him was when he talked about the defense. And he said, "We, I think we are going to be good on defense this year. And look, that's, that is a polarizing comment. Yeah. Considering where this Tar Heel defense has been over the past few years. Yeah, because if he would have said better, I would have been out of insatisfied. You yeah, think and we're I gonna mean, be good? And look, okay. I, I he he pointed to the end of last year in conference play, and he's right. The defense was better at the end of conference play there or or once they got into conference play, I should say. The end of conference play is where you get concerned about the defense when they struggled to stop uh, Tyson Pumachan, the third-string quarterback for Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. after they were up 17-0. They struggled to stop Ben Finley and NC State when it mattered the most. That's the thing. They, they weren't horrible that whole game, but they struggled to stop them when it mattered most. And ultimately, that was part of the reason that Carolina lost. And then... The game, the, the the championship game against Clemson. I don't think it was the fact that they could not stop the Cade Klubnick led Clemson Tigers. I think it was the fact that before he took over in the game, they were playing well defensively. But like we saw with Georgia Tech, NC State. I guess it was a, a shift. You knew going into the game he was going to be their starter. Yeah. But the little we talked about it. The little changes any team makes, this team cannot handle any sort of adversity. And so that's where it's a little bit concerning. But look, there is confidence that this unit is going to take a step forward with Gene Chizik. We're, we're going to hear in just a minute my interview that I did out uh, at ACC Media Days with Cedric Gray, and he'll talk a little bit about that. But I thought this was a very interesting comment, and he said, look, Last year, at the end of the year, we were middle of the road to, you know, slightly above average defensively. And I think if Carolina could be that, I mean, 10 wins is on the table. Getting back to the ACC championship game is on the table. All you have to do is be average defensively because it still feels like this offense, even with all the changes they're going through, they have the horses. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what we've said. Like, that's why I just said, you know, if if better is on the table, I'm going to be, I'm going to be satisfied because if if they're top sixty five, top seventy five nationally, I think, I think going into their their final two games of the season, they're going to be playing for a chance to get back to Charlotte. If they're good defensively, like. And I guess good in the modern world would be I guess top forty giving up twenty, like twenty four points a game or less. You're gonna now as much as I'm on Florida State, I think Florida State is going to be a really good football team this year. Clemson's the best team in the conference. Everybody knows that. If they're good defensively, and we see that, and we gotta wait for we see it. But if that's what the, if that's what the case is, I think it's. All the more likely this team is back in Charlotte trying to compete for an ACC championship because as much as we've lamented the struggles of the offense to end the year last year, Drake May is too talented. They've got enough running back depth. They've got enough guys at the wide wide receiver position, and we've talked about that tight end group. This offense, unless Chip Lindsey is the moron that Gus Malzahn thought he was, 
This offense is going to score and score in bunches. And look, Mac Brown talked about that, and uh, I wrote about that in my press conference takeaways from Mac Brown's Media Day. So make sure you head over to the website, check that out. A couple other ones that I have up there for you as well. Uh, make sure, you know, we are, if you haven't heard, we are a part of the WFNZ podcast family now under Radio One. Uh, that's why we have the Omni page where it's at. That's, you know, a, a huge boost for us. Uh, so make sure that you guys go and check out the interview earlier today that our own Kyle Bailey did with the quarterback of the Tar Heels, Drake May. He set down some really interesting things on that side as well. But the thing that got brought up while we were out there, it got brought up this morning when I was on air at the station, got brought up during your show, and I I lost my collective bleep three, four, maybe five different times today on air. And I know what some people may be saying, and you've probably heard it on this podcast, that's not really that shocking. But this time there was there, there was push because this is going against maybe even some of the people that are listening to this podcast. Now let me explain. Pete Thamel was on the ESPN College Game Day podcast I believe this episode came out yesterday. If not, it was here in in the last couple of days after they announced that College Game Day will be in Charlotte at Romeo Bearden Park before the opener in primetime for the Tar Heels against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting down, he's talking to Reese Davis, and he had some interesting comments about what he thinks the crowd is going to look like. Now, I think this comment is about game day, but it brought about the discussion of what the the stands will look like once they get inside the stadium. Take a listen to what Pete Thamel had to say to Reese Davis earlier this week. I do feel like uh, the Gamecock crew will show up. The challenge to me is the North Carolina fan base. Baby blue. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they'd much rather have brunch with like one of those Bloody Marys <laughs> that has like a shrimp, bacon, and probably grits on it, right? Like yeah. I just feel like that's more Carolina. Like that that I don't I don't know if their fan base really wants to let it rip. Uh, for for three hours. So uh, this is my prediction. I predict 75% South Carolina fans there, and I predict it rocks. All right, so here's the thing. Most people are probably wanting us to push back against this. And I do think, like, the the Bloody Mary thing, first of all, I I mean, really? Have you never heard of the fact that they call us wine and cheesers? So, I, I mean... Whatever. Pete Thamel's a college football reporter. I don't think he really dabbles much in, you know, the the actual fandoms and, and, and all the things that actually go on outside of just reporting. Um, but this is this is an interesting comment that I think there were some people that were mad about this. There were other people that agreed with this. And I think much to, you know, the dismay of some people, I I, I don't think that Thamel is that wrong for assuming that this could be what ends up happening because we saw it back when we went to the game back in 2019 when Mac Brown was coming back to Carolina that was his first game back 
And South Carolina was in the middle of the Will Muschamp era. They hated him. Jake Bentley was their quarterback. They weren't really all that high on him. And yet, the stadium was still 70-30 in favor of South Carolina. So, I got to tell you, I'm concerned. Well, and you should be. And, like, this is where, with me growing up an hour away from Columbia... I grew up a Tar Heel fan in Gamecock country. Now, when I was growing up, they were in the midst of their three straight 11-win seasons, which is, for them, the glory days. And the majority of the fan base thinks that's what South Carolina football should be year in, year out. Besides that, this is historically one of the most losing programs in the history of the sport. Like, before Steve Spurrier showed up, their claim to fame was George Rogers winning a Heisman Trophy. But yet, they fill their stadium up, and if you watch enough SEC football, their fan base travels very well. They travel to Georgia, they travel to Tennessee, they travel to Florida. Um, Historically, better programs and nationally prominent programs in the sport of college football. And and so, there is going to be, unless there is a major change in in what's going to happen right now, this is going to be a pro-South Carolina crowd. Um, and it's problematic because this is a top 25 matchup. You know, you have more reason to show up for this game than you did when Mac Brown came back and Sam Howell made his first start 30 minutes away from where he grew up because college game day is going to be in town. It's a nationally primetime game. It'll be the game that everybody is watching around the country to end the first Saturday of the college football season. It will be our game, and you have a tro- uh, a, a Heisman ho- uh, Trophy hope uh, hopeful at quarterback. Um, you're going against a border rival, a team that kicked your ass in your bowl game to end Sam Howell's career two years ago. Like, there's a lot of reason for Carolina fans to show up, and this is coming from a guy that has been very understanding as to why the fan base has been the way that it's been because for the majority of our life, And for the last 40 years, this program hasn't given you a reason to hope and dream and believe. That's factual. But you have reasons to hope and dream and believe because of who your quarterback is with the changes that this program has gone under. And so I would like to think that our fans will show up and they will show out um, on Saturday. Or or not this Saturday, but in that season opener. Um, Because I think Carolina is going to win the game. I've changed my tune. I know I said a month or so ago I thought Carolina was going to lose. I think Carolina's going to win. I think they're going to win the game, and I'd like there to be a massive Tar Heel chant as we're walking out of Bank of America Stadium as opposed to the sounds of a bunch of uh, dead chickens uh, crowing about losing another big game because that's what South Carolina football does best. Dear God. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's that's the thing, right? And, and earlier today, I mean, I, I – said it multiple times on air, and I'm, I'm going to give you the condensed version here. I just, to me, I you said it's a bigger stage than the one in 2019. I, maybe. I mean, look, the thing is, is that Mac Brown coming back was huge. and But I get it. I, I get that at the time, Larry Fedora... You know, you, you, this was a team that had won five games under him, so he he had he had put this program into a bad spot. Yep. So there were skeptics, 
But now, and I get it, I, I get that the end of last year was not the greatest way to finish. But here's the thing. Even with that, and even if you are a little concerned about the overall direction of the program with the talent that they have, you've got you you should be excited to show up and watch this team play because you've got a guy that's going to be in the Heisman Trophy race. Last year's team was the second team since 1997 when Mac Brown left to win nine games. So it 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 it, it can get better for Toriel football, but. This, I mean, what they did last year in terms of just the wins was, I mean, I mean that's that's great stuff. You should be excited about that. And yes, I'm concerned. I said, I I I said earlier in the off season, it's a reserved confidence about this team. Last year, I I felt like that team was going to be pretty good last year. This year, you'd think I'd be more confident. But the thing is, is that I need to see it from this defense. And I had I had people that texted in earlier today. Well, if I thought they had a chance to win the game, then I would show up. Well, if that's the only reason that you're showing up, I mean, how many games are you going to go to? Do you take that same mindset with your pro teams? Are there games that you don't show up to because you're concerned that they might lose? Because first of all, here's the thing. If you think that this team doesn't have a chance to beat South Carolina, you need to reevaluate. You really do. Because guess what? South Carolina is still going through some things. I know they, they, they had a great finish to last year, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But they have a new offensive coordinator. They've lost a lot on their offensive and defensive lines. There's concerns about what their secondary is going to look like, what their running back group looks like. That, I mean, heck, they're going to start to carry on Joyner, who was a wide receiver at one time. He, of course, torched Carolina in the bowl game back in 2021. And now he's going to be their running back. So they have a lot of question marks themselves. Guys, this game is winnable. And this team needs you out there to support them. This should not be a South Carolina home game. And that's the thing that I'm concerned about. And seeing the people that messaged in that are Toriel fans, well, I'm concerned about the ticket prices. Look, I this one's tricky because I get it. There are some people that cannot afford to go to games. And I'm not shaming anybody that can't. But if you can afford to go to games and you tell me what other people were telling me, well, it's just too hot for me to go. I'd rather sit at the house and and watch the game because I just think it's a better environment. First of all, no, it's not. It's not. There's nothing like being out at a football game for Carolina. There's nothing like being in the Smith Center and watching the team with your own eyes and being able to experience those things in person. And I, I, I just, it drives me insane that this fan base has so many people that don't feel like that. That feel like, you know what? I don't really I, I don't really feel like going out to the game. Game day? I mean, look, game day's not for everybody. And I get it. Uh, the, the majority of, you know, our alumni that are out there, they they are older. They, they, it's the older generation. So for them, 
Game day's probably not on the list. But, I mean, look, if you're going out there tailgating, show up at game day. Represent. I mean, we're, I, I, I'm going to try to get out to game day. I don't know if I'll be able to get out to game day because we got to see what we're doing here at the station. But, I mean, I, if not, I want to be out there. We're going to the game. We're not sitting in the press box either. We're not. Some guy said that to me today. Well, you're going to be sitting in the air-conditioned press box. No wonder it's so easy for you to criticize. No, we're not. We're going to be there out in the out in the elements. We've been we've done that before. We've gone to games before that have been hot. I remember a specific game against Pittsburgh where I I I almost died from how hot it was. Illinois, another game that was incredibly hot. But we've done that before. We were at the Trubisky, the, the, the game against Virginia Tech with Trubisky at quarterback when it was raining sideways because it was the remnants of a hurricane. And there are, look, this is the thing. I'm not calling out all fans. There are some diehard Tar Heel football fans. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, I said earlier it might be some of the people that listen to this podcast. It's probably not. If you listen to this podcast, I know the listener base that we have. You guys are diehards, and I love you for it. I just, I want to see more of a commitment because people want to complain all the time about the empty seats in the stadium. People want to complain all the time about the product that's on the field. Well, guess what? If you show up, and the, and the people that are complaining are the people that don't show up, by the way. If you show up, This program has a chance to be really, really good. They do. I promise you. I'm challenging the fans. Show the hell up in Charlotte. Prove me wrong. Prove Josh wrong. That it's going to be 70 to 75% South Carolina fans. Because at this point, I'm concerned that's what it's going to be. And I don't want it to be that way. I want our guys to have a good fan base behind them, and I want to see the Toriel fans out there having a good time because I think they've got a chance to do something really good this year if this defense can be as good as Mac Brown said. So show up. Mac's been asking you for years. So do it at this game. Don't make excuses. Show up and cheer for your team. All right, we got to get to Cedric Gray. Spoke with him earlier today. Little, little more collected. Little more collected myself uh, out there uh, by that time. But uh, I spoke to the Tar Heels inside linebacker earlier today at ACC Media Days. Here's a little bit of that. Cedric, second time you've been out here, man. Probably a little bit of a different experience for you here this time around. So, uh, how's the day been for you, man? Day's, day's been really good. Um, this time around, it definitely feels like a lot quicker. Like, I feel like the day has gone by a lot quicker. Um, but having fun out here, you know, it's a, a big honor to, you know, be selected to come out here and represent uh, my team. So, very excited. Yeah, and I mean, look, you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country that's here with you this year. Um, you know, when you talk about Drake May, you know, just, I mean, you, you're a great leader on the on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, what is it like to have somebody like that on the offensive side of the ball and a guy that everybody throughout the country is talking about coming into this year? Yeah, I mean, 
like you mentioned, Drake, Drake is just an awesome player. I mean, he's he had a really good last year. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, but the thing that makes Drake May Drake May is that he's a competitor. You know, he, he's, he's, he, he competes every day that he comes in. Uh, I think he's very, very intelligent. And I, lo- I love going up against Drake, you know. Um, you know, Drake's from Charlotte area as well. I played him uh, throughout high school. We played seven on seven football together. I even caught a few passes from Drake. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I knew the type of person and the type of player he was. You know, before that we got here. So he's he's been nothing but a great player. I love going up against him in practice. I feel like we make each other better. So he's definitely definitely a, a great player. Well, let's talk about, you know, the defensive side of the football because that's been one of the polarizing parts of this Tar Heel team the last few years. You know, Mac Brown said on the podium today he believes that you guys have a chance to be a good defense. But, you know, the last couple of years there, there have been some times where you guys have struggled. You know, as a leader of the defense, you know, what are you guys really focusing on to try to get yourself to that level of being a good defense, of, of being a unit that can help this team win games consistently? Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I think two things that we're doing in particular um, this offseason to kind of improve that, I think one, you know, we've gone through a year with this defense. We're going into our second year. I feel like everybody has a a deeper understanding of what we're trying to accomplish defensively. Um, I feel like last year at times we just knew what to do. We didn't know why we were doing it when we were doing it, how we were doing it at times. And I think that matters. I think that, you know, those are things that, you know, make make a great defense. Um, but not only that, you know, I feel like um, as the season went on, you've seen a better defense. And I think we just have to continue to build off of that. I think it was a rocky start. I mean, nobody can deny that. Giving up 61 points versus App State is absolutely unacceptable. But moving forward, you know, I think this is going to be a really good defense. I think we have some really talented guys on defense, like Power Echoes, Cayman Rucker, uh, Don Chapman, Geo Biggers. You know, we got some 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 great transfers that came in. Um, so definitely think we're going to have a big year defensively. Last question I'll ask you is about that linebacker room in specific. You know, you talked about Power Eccles and really, I mean, you two guys, I mean, for the majority of last year, one of you guys, you know, would be leading the nation in solo tackles and everything like that. Um, But, I I mean, talk about the bond that you two guys have, you know, sort of personally and and, and then, you know, on the field in terms of leading that room. Yeah, um, me and Power have a, a great, great, great bond on and off the field, like you just mentioned. Um, you know, both of us being Charlotte guys, you know, we, we really didn't know each other like that in high school. Um, but, you know, once we got to college and, you know, like, hey, you're from Charlotte, whatever, you know, we really kind of picked up off of each other. I mean, the, the number one thing I love about Power is his energy. Like, his energy is unmatched. This dude is on 100 all day, every day. And I, I love that about him so much. Um, but... We are really great friends off the field. I mean, we talk about life. We talk about, you know, whatever. We hang out from time to time. So we definitely have a bond that way. But on the field, it's it's even crazier because, you know, we watch film together. We see a lot of things when we see, you know, stuff on film. And we kind of pick each other up whenever we're feeling down and even inspire each other. You know, I remember, like, you know, Power was um, in practice during camp last year. 
he was knocking like a particular old lineman to the ground like over and over and over like that inspired me i was like i gotta go hit one of these dudes like that like you know so it's it's just a great relationship there's there's nothing like it i love playing with him and i'm i'm honored to have a guy like him as a teammate all right, that's Cedric Gray here from ACC Media Days. Thanks for stopping by with us. All right, great stuff there with Cedric. We really appreciate him stopping by. Uh, really cool to see all those guys out there. I thought they, uh, you know, they 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 looked very comfortable. Um, the conversation that we had on the station with Drake was tremendous. Very, I mean, just a guy that oozes personality. If th- if this dude wants to be on TV at some point, he can be. He is just a fun-loving guy. He is exactly, I'm going to tell you, I interviewed his dad at one time on this podcast, and his dad is amazing. And he is basically just a carbon copy of his dad. Uh, it's, It's truly, it's just, what a personality, a great kid, a guy that's very confident in himself. And uh, you love, I mean, you just love to see it. And then for John Copenhaver, that that's a, that was a real great opportunity for him. He deserves it. He's the hardest, one of the hardest working players on the team. Uh, what he does is, you know, not going to get talked about as much as some of the other elements of this offense. But what he brings to the table as a run blocker, as a receiver, he's a valuable piece. And for him to be out there, it was really, really So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the podcast. Guys, make sure you head over to the website, HeelToughBlog.com. Mentioned the Mac Brown press conference takeaways. Those are up there for you guys from ACC Media Day. I will uh, look around if there's enough to write an article about what the players said. I will definitely put that up. But usually, I mean, with that stuff, they, they, you know, it's it's really just about time. If I can get to all of them, then then I will. Uh, If not, I mean, look, we've got a huge commitment coming up on the horizon here uh, day after tomorrow on Saturday uh, with uh, Alex Taylor, who's going to announce his commitment. So we're going to be getting you guys ready for that. Tomorrow there will be an article on the website previewing his commitment. We will, of course, then uh, break down uh, what happens afterwards because this is a big domino for the Tar Heels. Whether they land him or they miss on him, that could determine a lot of what's going to happen with the two remaining targets at the wide receiver position. So make sure that you guys keep an eye out for that over there uh, on the on the football side of things, and then on the basketball side of things, uh, you know, look, not a whole lot going on right now. We do have the press conference takeaways uh, from Hubert Davis meeting with the media here recently. Some really good stuff in there if you guys do want to go and check that out. He spoke with the media uh, just a, about a week ago now, um, and a lot of really good stuff about the transfers that are coming into the program and just the state of the program as a whole. Speaking of guys that looked really good, looked really happy, looked really comfortable, that's exactly what Hubert Davis looked, and it's good to see that. This is, you know, from a lot of people, they they are putting a lot of pressure on him. A lot of people think, you know, this is a big year for him, and uh, I, I think he, he feels pretty good about the squad uh, that they are putting together. And, of course, for all the offseason news – into when the team gets into preseason mode. Josh will have you covered on the website side of things, or the basketball side of things, uh, that is, over on the website. Again, HeelToughBlog.com. So, uh, once again, that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. want to thank Josh for hosting with me. want to thank Cedric Gray for stopping by. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels!
want to thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. If you could, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to your podcast, find out where you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and go ahead and do that for us. The rating and reviewing, that helps us to move up some of those rankings, and the subscribing, that is for you, so you don't miss any editions of the podcast coming up. We look forward to you being a part of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast family moving forward, and thank you once again for listening to this edition.